I'm so glad you could join me for 5 by 5 5 by 5 is a five-minute, five-thought podcast where I share moments of clarity in being human. There are tiny moments all around us every single day where humans and life collide. These are those moments. Every week, I will share with you five thoughts in five minutes on the things that have made me reflect on being human. Here's my top five for this week. Before we jump in, let me explain that this episode, I've decided to go back and put together my favourite moments from 5 by 5 Season 1. Here they are. Moment 1 is about making decisions. As I've really been working on becoming stronger in my no this year, I've also noticed another bad trait of mine. Because I haven't been certain, committed or defined in my no's, I can find myself in situations where I've said yes and then resented it. You know, those times when you don't want to say yes, you shouldn't say yes, and the only reason you've said yes is because you've felt compelled to help, whether through guilt or a sense of duty or that you're cornered into it. So we take all of that, and even though our insides are saying no, we say yes. But it doesn't end at yes. What do we do then? We use it as resentment. We say things like, I shouldn't have been doing this. I don't know why I'm doing this anyway. People should be more grateful that I'm doing this when it's not my job. I'm not sure about you, but the lesson for me here is to become so certain in my yes and my no that when I consciously accept something, I also know that I'm making the commitment to not use it in resentment. Or I say no. So when I'm faced with a decision this week, I'm going to take notice. What are my insides telling me? I'm going to respond and commit. Moment two, do the work until the work becomes what you do. This was something that kept playing over and over in my head for a few days. I've discovered that sometimes, even though you're passionate and excited and really invested in something new, the fear that comes with new things, things you've never done, can make it all disappear in seconds. This is where you can make the choice to stop and stay exactly where you are, exactly as you are, or take on courage and do the work until the work becomes what you do. In other words, when you commit to new things and practice new things and become familiar with the new thing, your brain and body can then relax and enjoy the passion and excitement again. I'm still working on it. It's certainly become easier. And some days I don't feel like I've got very far, but I'm definitely a whole lot further ahead than if I wasn't willing to be afraid, but do it anyway. Moment three this week is about bad habits. Okay, so I have this really bad habit of delaying boring things because they seem too big to deal with right now. Digging into my garden, cleaning the house, tackling that to-do list that's been gathered over the last six months. And because I take no action, I build it up in my head that'll be way too big to achieve. And I've realised over the last two weeks that just by taking action, it's not that any of it's too big or time-consuming. It's that my resistance to it is making it look overwhelming. Mel Robbins talks about her five-second rule. Thank you, Mel. And I can guarantee you that it has worked for me every time. Within five seconds, start taking action. Don't think, don't doubt, don't stay where you are. Just take action. 
Those jobs on my six-month list, less than 15 minutes it took. But I left it six months and 15 minutes. Five seconds. Moment four. Your triggers are not for others to monitor. I wrote a blog post a few years ago now about a conversation I had with a friend. In that conversation, she said, well, I know my triggers. They are... So just don't do that and everyone will be fine. I dug it up the other day and I honestly realised how much truth I'd gained from that interaction that still stays with me. For days after I thought about that comment and I realised that our triggers are not for others to monitor. They are our responsibility alone. If you are honest with yourself, it's true. We often expect others to monitor our moods, needs and wants. Many times, this is what's causing arguments between ourselves and others. And it's rare that we concede this grace for them, the exception we want them to make for us. But it's our responsibility alone as to what we add or take from the peace, joy, excitement or anticipation in a room. What we bring with us is our responsibility. Moment five, measuring the soul. I went on a long drive this week and as always prepared with an audiobook, downloaded, locked and ready to go. The Wisdom of Sundays by Oprah was all the company I needed. In one of the middle chapters, Oprah sits down with Brian Stevenson to discuss his work within the justice system and some of the misjustice in humanness that intertwines these processes. They talk about a question that I've never before heard asked. How do we measure the health of our soul? In doing some further research on this, I also discovered that a physician, Duncan McDougall, completed a medical experiment in the early 1900s to see if it was possible to measure the weight of one's soul. He wanted to prove that a human soul had a physical weight, and this could be measured at the moment of death when the soul leaves the body. It is now known as the 21 gram experiment. The experiment was rejected by the scientific community. However, both of these men have left me wondering. I wonder the weight of the soul in my life. How much of my soul do I want in every moment? A lot more than 21 grams worth. Thanks for listening to 5 by 5. Reach out and let me know about the thoughts, feelings and knowings that this has brought you. You can reach me on Facebook at Erin Minogue Author or on Instagram at Erin Minogue Soul Awakener. If you connect with me by signing up to my weekly newsletter, I will send you my free resource on the thought leaders, TED Talks and videos that changed my life.